This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, overseen by the elders of the Chipman Road Church of Christ in Lee Summit, Missouri. Thank you for joining us today here on Coffee with Zach and Russ. Hello again, we do want to welcome everyone back to Coffee with Zach and Russ. Uh, today we're looking at the idea of thankfulness as we, I believe this is Aaron, what do we say, that on Black Friday? Black Friday. Black Friday, that's a lovely name for that, I always love that. It's like, are we talking about something bad happening? No, just crazy <laughs> shopping. Um, we're here with you today, very much caffeinated, as I was telling Zach, this is cup number three. And as you heard in our introduction, the sound of the coffee grinding. Um, it's more of a drip and a pour here, but nonetheless, um, we are going to be looking at the topic of, uh, thanks and thankfulness and being thankful and all those types of things. Um, you know, always, it's amazing when we, there are certain songs that we sing that, I mean, that really stick with you, but when we think about, um, the things that God has done for us, um, just on the... Of course, we didn't know the spiritual side of it, but to start with thinking about things on the physical side. You know, both of us got up in a nice warm house this morning, had our coffee, and are currently enjoying more coffee. And all those things that we don't think about sometimes that are a blessing from God. And and one of the things I think about and is um, uh, the, the phrase, every good gift, uh, you know, coming coming from God. And this is what happens when I... Think of something off the top of my head, and and I uh, can't remember uh, where it's at with all the caffeine. James there, one, isn't it? There we go. Thank you, James chapter one uh, and verse seventeen. Every good gift and every uh, perfect gift is from above. Now we th- we know in context he's talking about spiritual things, but we think about the, the things we are we have every day. You know, our families, our friends. We don't sit here and do this, and we've been talking already for over an hour for ever sort of hitting record. Uh, those are blessings. I'm, I'm thankful for times like this to be able to just uh, sit here and talk and be able to do these things. And and we could always talk about various things we're thankful for, and we will as we go throughout this. Um, but, you know, the Christian uh, should always be thankful uh, for the things we have in this life. When I think about prayer specifically, I wonder how many times we go to God just to say, Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we talk about everything that we need, uh, the worries that we have, uh, but just to say thank you. You know, uh, Chloe, who probably won't hear this, uh, she does, it'll be much later. Uh, she has no problem, you know, we'll, we'll be going, I'll be in the house, I'll get up and go get a drink or something, she'll walk in and she'll just give me a hug. Um, and that's it. Uh, and things like that are very encouraging. And so, you know, we just need to strive to have that that attitude of, not to sound cliche, the attitude of gratitude. It's, it's a phrase that's used a lot, but it's one we definitely should have as Christians. So I'm going to stop and let you say anything you want here. Uh, you know, you talk about being thankful, and eventually before this podcast is over, um, I'll go to Romans chapter, we'll go to Romans chapter one, I'm sure, and, and look at the, the opposite of being unthankful. But, you know, there was really one passage that came to my mind right off the bat when, you know, Russ had asked me what I wanted to talk about and which we were just looking at the calendar. I'm like, why don't we, why don't we talk about thankfulness, being thankful? And I, I couldn't help but think about First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5. There's Paul is really concluding that first letter to the Thessalonians, and he's really giving them uh, some final 
exhortations. You see that in verse number 14 when he says, now we exhort you. So he's given them some final uh, exhortations. But in verse 18, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, he writes, in everything give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You know, sometimes if we're not careful, especially, you know, living in the country that we live in, man, it can be really easy to become unthankful for things. And, you know, you mentioned several things uh, already this morning that we can be thankful of. You know, you mentioned every good and perfect gift. You know, we need to be thankful. And, you know, you even mentioned in prayer, you know, how often times do we stop to take time in our prayer to offer thanks to God? And I believe it's there in First Timothy chapter 2. Yeah, First Timothy chapter 2, there in verse number 1, as, as Paul is telling Timothy, again, another exhortation, but he says, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. We as Christians, all men really, but we as Christians, we have so much uh, to be thankful for. And, you know, we could list several things, but uh, I'm certainly thankful for the brethren and the fellowship that we have. I enjoy this time that we've, me and Russ have already spent today uh, in, a, in each other's company, enjoying this coffee. And, you know, do we express uh, that thankfulness? And, you know, one of the things that we could even talk about, you know, how are ways uh, that we could express this thankfulness? Yeah, and I like that you point out there in the First Timothy uh, two and one, which says, "Giving things to be made, giving of things to be made for all men." Uh, you know, and I don't say this just because Zach is sitting here, but I'm very thankful for him. I'm thankful for the time we get to spend together, and uh, whether we're doing a podcast or having a meal or or whatever it may be, um, because there are those who do not have people in their life that they can sit down and have conversations with about spiritual things other than maybe going to, to the worship service and talking to an elder. They don't have anyone else they can, they can have those conversations with. And so I count that as a blessing. But I think also we need to be, when we think about giving thanks, sometimes we think about, and I'm this way as, as well sometimes if I'm not careful, I give thanks for my family, for my friends, and for the blessings that God has given us. And when I think of this phrase, Giving thanks, uh, giving of thanks, be made for all men. I think about being thankful for the leaders in our local congregation. I'm thankful for the elders, thankful for the deacons, thankful, <clears throat> thankful for our Bible class teachers and and those who who preach, and, and those who fill in to preach and things such as that. I'm thankful for those individuals because. Uh, you know, a congregation would suffer if they didn't have Bible class teachers. They would suffer uh, if, if they don't have uh, men who are serving in leadership roles, whether you're talking about elders and deacons or those who are not elders and deacons or just trying to serve the congregation to the best of their ability. Um, we, the church would suffer uh, without those individuals. And so we need to be giving thanks for them. You know, a comment was made weeks ago about, you know, the role of elders in a Bible class. And one of the things, comments that I made uh, was that we should be thankful for our elders, thankful for the things that they do, thankful for our leaders. Because if we stop and think, what would happen if they weren't leading in that way? You know, we get a mixture, mixture of things. It should make us cause to stop and think. And so, you know, I encourage people to, 
you think about this holiday of Thanksgiving, to be sure to tell your your preachers, your elders, your deacons, your Bible class teachers, seek those individuals out and tell them thank you. And do so sincerely. You know, the whole casual, hey, thanks a lot, and pat them on the back. Sometimes that's very insincere. Um, but let them know, hey, thank you. You know, give them a pat, give them a hug. Uh, and and do so in a genuine way because uh, the church uh, is going to suffer if people do not fulfill those roles. And so we should be thankful for that. You know, you, you think about, you know, being thankful for elders. Uh, and we've already touched on this, but I was looking at a few verses here that I thought was really, man, it really popped out to me uh, about giving thanks to our brethren. Just notice a few of these verses uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 16, Paul writing to the church at Ephesus, he says, I cease not to give thanks for you, mentioning you in my prayers. And so he's thankful for the brethren. Colossians 1 verse 3, we give thanks to God and the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Paul is thankful for the brethren. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 2, we give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers. Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse 13. We are bound to give thanks always to God mm -hmm. for you. Paul was so thankful for the people that he had in his life, his, his support system. You know, sometimes, you know, we'll get up on a Sunday morning or maybe even a Wednesday night and we'll go and we'll assemble with the brethren. And sometimes if we're not careful, we take those individuals for granted. Uh, those should be the people that we're longing to see, we're longing to be with. And, you know, we should be uh, thankful for them. And, you know, I mentioned, you know, you know, how are some of the ways that we can be thankful? And you mentioned, you know, go up to them and tell them, hey, you know, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for uh, the things that you do for me. But we even see Paul as an example here. How's one of the ways that he gave thanks for his brother? He mentioned it to God in his prayers. When he was praying to God, he was thankful for the opportunity that he had uh, these brethren that were with him, uh, that were working uh, with him and laboring alongside with him. But, you know, also you think about being thankful that they're there to labor with you. Sometimes we don't always think about this, but, you know, sometimes they're there to suffer with us. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul would write that, you know, we need to rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Uh, but that's an opportunity that, when you have weeped with me, I can be thankful for that, that you were there for me uh, in a rough time in my life. And, you know, I don't just say this because Russ is sitting there, but uh, I've known Russ for a long time. Uh, Russ knew me uh, when I was not living the Christian life. And, you know, he came to me and uh, tried to help me uh, in those situations. And I wasn't thankful for it at the time. Uh, but I look back upon those times. I'm so thankful for it now. And so, you know, we need to express this idea of Thanksgiving, not only to just the elders, but our brethren in general and express that to God that we are so thankful uh, for those brothers and sisters in Christ that we have in our life. You know, think about how long we've known each other. It makes you feel very old. <laughs> we were talking about that the other day. Um, I say the other day. I say the other day. It could be yesterday. It could be three weeks ago. Right. That's <laughs> uh, a long time. But, you know, I think about um, I think about Numbers chapter 11. When I think about thankfulness, my mind at some point always goes back to Numbers chapter 11 because there's the time where people are being fed by God. They're literally 
being fed by God from heaven, Numbers chapter 11. And in verse 4, the Bible says, Now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense cravings. The children of Israel wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? And they go on to talk about how they remembered the various things they had in Egypt. It's interesting, interesting that it says we ate freely in Egypt. They didn't say they actually were free in Egypt because what were they? They were slaves. Um, yes, because we all want to remember those times where we were actually slaves. But hey, we had good food. Yeah, that doesn't really help much. But that seems what they're focused on. That's what their mindset is, right? And they say in verse 6, our whole being is dried up. They're being fed by God from heaven, right? It's interesting. You look at the contrast. The whole being is dried up. Then they say the very next phrase, there's nothing at all except this manna before our eyes, a manna that comes from God. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of comical to look back and see this now. But to, to keep going here, you know, in verse 6, it's, uh, verse 9, it says, When the dew fell on the camp in the night, the manna fell on it. Uh, and so the, the, the manna was, was there every night. They were to pick it up every morning. Um, and we find in verse 11, Moses uh, prays to God and, and says, my, uh, if I, you know, he says, And why have I not found favor in your sight that you have laid the burden of all these people on me? He says, you, you have, um, These people, you know, were just complaining the whole entire time. Now, if you keep going, um, you know, it's interesting in verse um, 15, he says, basically, if, you're gonna treat me, if the Lord's going to treat me like this, the people who complain like this, just kill me here and now. That's paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what it is. Um, and then you have the elders there. They're appointed in verses 16 um, and, and following. I mean, we keep going here, and we find in verse 31, it picks up where what the Lord does. He sends them quail. Now, Maybe I'm overthinking this, but if you ever had quail, it's a bony little bird. <laughs> it's very good, but it's very, very bony. Um, and he sends them this quail, and he sends them a massive amount. The Bible says, and, and brought quail from the sea and left them fluttering near the camp about a day's journey on this side and about a day's journey on the other side, all around the camp and about two and about two cubits above the surface of the ground. And so what happened, there's so many, of, uh, so many quail, we find in verse 32, the people stayed up all that night, all all that day, all that night, and all the next day, and gathered the quail. That's how long it took them to get all the quail. <laughs> now, here's a point I really wanted to 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 talk about here. You look down at verse um, uh, 33. After they had gathered all the quail, while the meat was still between their teeth, before it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was aroused against the people, and he struck the Lord, and the Lord struck the people with a very great plague. Verse, you know, back up, we find in verses 31 and following, the Lord gives them the quail. But what do they not do in verse 31 through 33? They never give thanks. They never say thank you. And and in my opinion, that's why uh, the Lord does what he did. They never stop and say, thank you, Lord. I mean, here's this massive amount of meat, which which they wanted. And they just went right to it. Like, well, kind of like this is what they expected to happen. The Lord owes this to to us. And they never give thanks. And the Lord starts killing people. Um, And so my point is this, is that when we pray to God and our prayers are answered, whether it be the answer be no or be yes or later, whatever whatever the, the... the answer may be as, as we uh, process that, we need to be thankful. And these individuals are, were complaining, complaining, complaining. They get what they wanted, and then they don't even stop and say thank you. Which, to, in, in my mind, not trying to say this as if I'm perfect or anything like that when I point out these things. It's easy to look back and say, I would never behave like that. 
But you look at what happens here, they never say thank you. And to me, it's like a slap in the face to God. They whine, they complain, give what they want, and they just try to just go on like, yep, that's right, give us what we want. And so we do not want to have that attitude. We want to be thankful. Um, and to go back to what I talked about in the beginning of, of this podcast is that, you know, when we pray to God, we need to include thanks in that. And I think sometimes we just we just don't. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes whether we intend to or not, we can convey the idea that when God answers our prayers, it's kind of like what we expect him to. We don't need to give thanks. <laughs> no. We even thank the waiter when he brings us food, but we don't always thank God. Right. But, you know, I think about that, and, you know, I sometimes— you know, wonder how many people uh, on a church bulletin or a church website where maybe they have a prayer list or something of that nature, someone will be on that prayer list. Mm-hmm. And then as it happens, they are able to recover from whatever illness that they are. And this entire time we spent praying to God, uh, God help brother so-and-so, help brother so-and-so. And then when brother so-and-so is finally better, do we stop and do we make mention in our prayers? God, thank you for helping. Mm-hmm. Uh, brother so-and-so it, it's little things like that but you know you don't, you brought up numbers 11 that here these individuals uh, were unthankful for the very provision that God was giving them like he was already providing for them but God your provision isn't enough we want more we want more we want more and they God does provide and yet they're still not thankful and you know I made mention of this earlier and I can't help but think about Romans chapter 1 right mm-hmm. as Paul is writing there to the church at Rome, uh, notice what he says in verse number 21. Now, he's getting ready before before Romans chapter 1 concludes. He's going to list a whole bunch of sins Mm -hmm. uh, that individuals were involved in. But I can't get past 21 uh, when I I think about this section of scriptures because it says, well, verse number 20, he gives the evidence that God does exist through uh, creation. But verse 21, he says, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Mm. And then that next phrase, neither were they thankful. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. think about that. Here, here Paul is writing to Christians and he said, you have individuals that they know God, but yet they're not glorifying him as God. And one of the biggest things that stems into the rest of their sins is that they're not thankful. Mm-hmm. And then I think about that in lieu of what you brought up in Numbers chapter 11. And you can see the progression of Israel throughout their history. How much of their problems stem from not being thankful? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I look at society today, how much problems of society today stems from not being thankful? You know, I sometimes wonder, maybe it's not as big of a deal now as it used to be, but I remember... Uh, when Black Friday, man, first really start to take hold, at least the best of my knowledge. And it, it's so interesting because you'd have all these people, they'd be gathered with their, their families the Thursday before, and they're supposedly giving thanks for everything they got. And then Friday, you could see it on the TV screen, people fighting one another over a TV set or something. It's like something's lost in translation. Mm-hmm. they're not truly thankful or something. You know, it's interesting that you brought up that 
that point about uh, neither them being thankful. Second Timothy three, in verse two, he's talking about the various things that men will be involved in. He says in verse one uh, that in the last days perilous times will come for men will be lovers of themselves. And he goes on this several things, and in that, in the verse two, he says one of the things he says is unthankful. Uh, and so that tells us that you think about all the other things he lists there, you know, uh, lovers of themselves, lovers of money, bolsters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, all these things. But in those things, unthankful was not too small to not mention at the end of verse 2, which tells us that we are unthankful people. We have something we need to correct. Mm-hmm. And he, he lists this here because of reason. He's listing sinful traits. Well, being unthankful clearly is a, is a sinful trait, as Paul mentions this here to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 2. Uh, and he goes on verse two, 3 talking about unloving, which I think to me, unthankful and unloving go pretty close together. Mm-hmm. Because if you love God, boy, you're going to be thankful for him. Um, you know, there's, there's so many things that God does for us, if we're honest, that he doesn't have to. You know, we, we can think about sometimes for an instance, you know, maybe you get out and your car doesn't start. You go buy a battery first and we complain that our car is, you know, say it's, it's old, it's, it's garbage, whatever. Yet we have the money to go buy the new, buy the new battery to put it in the car. So it'll run. God doesn't have to make those things possible for us. Right. Uh, I mean, we, we think about our car not working properly. It could be worse. We could be on a bicycle. <laughs> we could be on foot. Um, you know, in the summer, maybe the AC doesn't work. In the, in the winter, maybe the heat doesn't work. And, and I've had situations, I've, had, I've been in vehicles where one or one or the other was the case. Um, you know, if you want to be humble uh, during the summer, drive through Arkansas with that AC, the windows down, and get stuck in traffic. Um, you get pretty hot pretty quick. Um but I say all, this, say all that to say that God does so much for us that he doesn't have to, things we don't even think about, you know, sitting here in the office, which, I mean, there's people who have, don't have an office, people who have much nicer offices. I'm just thankful to have a place to put my books and be able to do this and, 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 and that kind of thing. Um, are there other things that would be nice? Well, sure, we always think of ways we could have nicer things or things we would like to have. But are they really that important? No, uh, not not in the, really the, the purpose and the scheme of what we're trying to accomplish. And so I think about verses, verse 2 in, in 2 Timothy 3, it's, it's, it's pretty humbling to think about how he includes unthankful in the midst of all these other things. And he says in verse 5, having a form of, of godliness, but denying its power, and from such people turn away, turn away. which tells us if they're unthankful, um, I mean, he wants to spend time with people who are unthankful or unloving and all this other stuff. Um, and so and when we're sitting around our tables on Thanksgiving, uh, on Thanksgiving Day, as we call it, um, you know, eating, eating all the food that we're going to eat uh, and all those kinds of things and, and falling asleep in our chairs to whatever football game might be on or whatever is going on, we need to be, we need to take time to, to thank God. Yes, we want to thank our cooks, thank our family, and all those kinds of things who, who prepare those things for us. But all those things come as a result of God being gracious to us. And so something for us to think about. You know, just adding on to what you're already talking about there, it the Bible is amazing 
because it keeps, you know, things in context. And it's up to us as students of the Bible to keep things in context. Well, if you're there already in 2 Timothy chapter 3, where he missed, where he missed, where he mentions uh, being unthankful in verse number two, and then he goes and he lists all these other things that go along with being unthankful. And, you know, Rush, you brought out verse number five, having that form of godliness, uh, but you deny its power, such people turn away. And then you look at verse number six, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women, loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts. Now note verse seven, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. Now think about that. There's a list of all these things that can prevent people from being able to come to the true knowledge of truth. And one of those things is being unthankful. If I am unthankful in the way that I live my life, I'm never going to be thankful for what God did to me. And if I'm never thankful for what God has done for me, I can never come to the knowledge of truth. And you know, you mentioned, you know, what has God done for me? I think the better question to ask is what, what hasn't God? I mean, <laughs> God has done everything. Yeah. Uh, it's the Hebrew writers. I don't remember where it is off the top of my head. I had to search it. Uh, but I always think about brother Chuck because a lot of times in his prayers, he'll make mention of this verse and it's in the Hebrew writer, but we live and move and have our being yeah. because of him. You know, and that's just a that's just a, a little thing. We live and move and have our being because of him. I always tell people to think of it this way. Without God, we are nothing. You go back to the creation account and God formed the dust of the earth and then he breathed breath of life into it and, and it became a living being. So before God, we're dirt. Mm -hmm. And you think about that just in our physical life, but then you look at our spiritual life. Without God, we don't have spiritual life. Are we truly thankful uh, for the sacrifice uh, that his son gave? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to open up this can of worms, but then you think about, do we show that thankfulness even in our partaking of the Lord's Supper? Yeah. You know, sometimes... I get frustrated with my brethren because the Lord's Supper will be being passed around and you'll hear uh, you'll hear people talking or you'll hear people like cutting up. It's like, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. You're not being thankful for that sacrifice uh, that was offered. And without that sacrifice, there'd be no point in sitting in this pew. There'd be no point in sitting in this rocker that I'm sitting in right now having this conversation with you. Mm -hmm. uh, we need to be so thankful for what God has done for us, because without him, we're truly nothing. And I find that verse, verse number seven, there so interesting in chapter three, because it's in the context of being unthankful, that if you're unthankful, you're never going to come to the knowledge of truth, not a proper understanding anyway. And I think of that truth being that also can encompass um, the truth being that, at least in part, that God is the source of all, like James says, he's the source of all, every good gift. And until we come to the truth that what we have is a direct result of God blessing us, until we acknowledge that, we're going to have a very tough time understanding who God truly is. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, when our parents, as a child, when our parents bought our shoes or our clothes, um, 
we we see those things and and physically and we know where they came from at least in part from our parents now they came as a what as a result of their jobs of their, their financial payment for their jobs which all those things again stem from god um and so sometimes when we don't maybe i think about it this way maybe sometimes people don't because they don't see a physical giving of things to us from god they think well i don't know if god did those things for us let god take a day off <laughs> and then we'll see how much comes from god uh, when you get up and you say a prayer and he doesn't listen because he took the day off uh, you give up and, and you go to him in a panic um, and he's not there because he took the day off um, and so that's why i say say that that you know imagine if god took took the day off or maybe i should say this imagine if god treated us for one day how we treat him mm. and that'd be an eye-opening experience maybe then we'd be a lot more thankful <laughs> a lot more thankful so do you have anything else you want to say before we close out so we close in our 30 minute mark i just say i don't even think it would take a day no I, I think if god treated us sometimes the way we treat him in just a minute or if god took just a minute off from being god mm. uh man you know, so, you know, I, uh, I heard somebody say one time, and we say things sometimes, especially, and oftentimes we don't mean it, especially when we're in great distress. Now, I've heard it, I've had it said to me more than once by different people that they feel like their prayer wasn't being being heard. And if you think your prayer isn't being heard, first of all, that's not the case. And we truly feel that way. Uh, one of the first things I say is, well, if you feel that's not the case, you need to examine your life, see they're sending it and, and, and root it out. Um, and so, you know, so, you know, when I pray to God, no matter what I say, um, I try to always include in there, uh, especially, if I, especially when I'm aware of those things that I ask God to forgive me my sins, uh, and then say my, include whatever else I'm going to say in that prayer. But if there's any things don't keep God from responding to our prayer, it's going to be because of sin in our life. And so, when we, when we, if we think God isn't listening or isn't responding, make sure, examine your life and then pray to God and then come back to God and see where we're at. Uh, because that feeling many times, I think sometimes it's just out of panic. It's out of confusion of whatever difficulty is going on. Or maybe we think God isn't acting fast enough. You know, God in his wisdom acts in a time that is perfect, whether mm-hmm. we think so or not. Right. Um, you know, we, we live, like we hear everybody say, we live in an instant age and we absolutely do. God moves at the speed that is necessary and is best for us. And so we need to be grateful for that. And like you say, you know, I don't think it'd take a day, but give him a day and it'd be, it'd be humbling to say the least. You'd be begging for God to come back. Very much so. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to say? I, I would just say in the spirit of our podcast today, I know uh, there's typically an outro played at the end of each of your podcasts, but uh, we are a new podcast, uh, but I, I am thankful for all those that listen, and I'm not just saying that just because we had a podcast on being <laughs> thankful today, but truly am thankful for those of you that take time out of your day uh, to listen to me and Russ ram- me and Russ ramble on, but really, uh, hopefully you're turning in to listen to uh, the Word of God. And so I'm thankful for those of you that take time out of your day uh, to listen to this podcast. I truly mean that. Yes, indeed. We thank you for, for listening. We, we hope also as you listen to these things that they're encouraging and you'll share these things with others as our podcast goes out on various uh, major platforms. And so 
Uh, it's very easy to share, and we hope you'll do that as well. Well, that's going to end it for us today, and so hope to see you again next time. We thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting us at BibleWayMedia.org. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.